Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone. Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, along with the Pennsylvania Wrestling Writer of the Year, <laughs> Dustin Hawkinsmith. Dustin, how you doing today, my friend? I'm still on cloud nine, and every time you remind people about that award, which the further we get from it, the more it feels like picking on me. But that's okay. Um, the you know, like the the better I feel about it. So, and I I, I tend to forget too. So it's nice to be reminded of uh, of that you know that honor bestowed upon me. Well, listen to award winning Dustin. We've got a really special show today. We're going to do the new segment in quarter number one, but the rest of the show, we're going to begin a series where we examine the history of Penn State football through the decades. And apparently, Penn State football didn't start until the 60s, but whether that's true or not, that's where we're going to start with it, Dustin, because I at least have some memories of that decade, and that was when Joe Paterno took over, so... That's that's where we're we're gonna start. If we get consumer demand for history prior to that, we'll deal with it. But we're gonna start with the '60s, and then we'll hit every decade going forward. But first, the news. Before we get to the on the field news, we're gonna preview some other big news. I told you, special show, Dustin. One of the great things in college football is when you get a chance to follow your favorite team on the road. Penn State's going to be traveling to Auburn this year. And here's the big announcement. Keystone Sports Network is going to be partnering with Collegiate Athletic Travel. And we're going to be sponsoring a trip to Auburn for Penn State fans. Stay tuned over the next couple weeks. We'll get all the details out to you. One last note, Dustin. Rumor has it that there may be a KSN host or two who are going to be making the trip. Isn't that exciting? And it, it, I'm, I, I'm thrilled about that. And there, the, to, to specify the number, it will be two KSN hosts who will be there. And to give you another hint, those two hosts that we're describing right now are speaking on this particular episode of the Keystone Kickoff Show. So do the math. But yeah, this, this is, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. I thought for sure you were going to say it was the two best-looking hosts of the show, but I guess it, both both things could be true, right? Yeah, but, you know, best-looking out of this group still doesn't mean good-looking. <laughs> Cream of a poor crop. Faces Correct. for radio. Pick, pick your saying here, Dustin. All right, let, let's get on to some real Penn State football news. And this is another event that I always love. They came out with the new weights for the players this spring. And you could read so much into this. If you There are some highlights to it. Whenever you see a major change in weight, you start to think, okay, what does this mean? Will he be quicker this year? Will he be stronger this year? Will he be changing positions? There are several players... Before we get to the youngsters, the incoming players, there's a few veterans who had some major change in their weight that really will tell us a few things, aren't there, Dustin? 
Yeah, I mean, and I think that's exactly what you're looking for here. You're looking for some breadcrumbs about what occurred over the winter. Um, What are they planning to do with certain players that might not be reflected yet in James Franklin's comments or on the roster itself? Um, And there are some there are some good ones along the way. And just, you know, I think one thing I would add, too, is um, gains that you might see now or even some of these guys who have lost. It might be part of a bigger picture about them, you know, getting back up. So if a guy's up to look at Juice Scruggs from from 307 to 319, doesn't necessarily mean he's going to continue at that playing weight. Maybe he just added a, a bunch of muscle. And as they start to get a little bit more active on the field, you'll see some of these weights come back down a little bit. But there are definitely some ones that are really, really interesting um, about guys that you're wondering what their future role is going to be. And I'll just start the bidding here with Jonathan Sutherland, um, still listed as a safety on Penn State's roster, but he goes up from 201 to 209 pounds, which kind of feeds into this notion that he is at, at a minimum going to work in some kind of hybrid linebacker safety role. And a lot of people are still kind of expecting him to be more of a full-blown linebacker next year. So I would expect that 209 when it, when the roster is updated maybe later in the spring, uh, I would expect that 209 to, to grow. So that's one, you know, that's high, high on my list of, of players that I'm watching to figure out, okay, what is Penn State's plan with him? And how, how, how does his weight factor into that? I would expect 209 to be more like 220 uh, by the time the season begins. That's a fascinating one. You, and the automatic thought there is, yep, that looks like a guy who's trying to play linebacker by the change in weights. I'm fascinated by one of those where they lost weight, and that's Devin Ford, who went from 200 down to 190. And it always seems like Penn State has had such a preference for those bigger backs. And now you have Devin Ford going the other way. What do you think it means? To me, it's just it's steering into what he does really, really well, which is try to unleash him on the perimeter, get him out in space and use that quickness of his uh, to make big plays happen. And it'll be interesting to see what that 190 if that if he rides that out. But to me, certainly it's almost an admission of saying, okay, I'm not a full time back here. I've got a certain role that I'm going to play and I'm going to try to play it to the best of my ability, which is to be some kind of home run threat and to attack defenses in a different way than some of these other backs can. And I would suspect that maybe he can do that a little bit better, a little bit faster, a little bit lighter at 190 pounds. Maybe this is what Devin Ford needs, not just to, you know, I don't think we're really anybody's really looking at him to be the guy anytime soon. But if he's the number three back and he brings that dynamic to the fold, I think that would be a win in itself. And to me, you know, to get down to 190 pounds and, and to try to steer into that seems like a small win for him and for the staff to, you know, have a little bit of clarity on what Devin Ford is and what they're expecting of him this year. Yes, I, I, I think that is definitely the case. And I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that he could be a factor this year. He's been one of our favorites since he arrived on campus. I'm going to cheat a little bit, Dustin. I said we were going to do the upperclassmen and hold off on the youngsters. But I want to hit this, and I'll I'll put them together. Caden Saunders and Omari Evans, they're the two young wide receivers who came in. Both came in at about 170 pounds. And you just say... Boy, that's a little bit small to add in that next level playing college football. Will they get beat up? But both of them put on weight. 
Uh, Saunders to 178. Evans up to 179. I think that's fantastic to gain eight or nine pounds. And we're not talking about a guy who's already 250. You're talking about eight pounds, nine pounds on a guy who's 170. I think that's huge for both of them. Big steps in the right direction. Now, you're talking about kids who have been on campus for a little over two months um, to, to get their legs under them. And, and, to, and, and I, I would think you're probably looking for both of them at least to be 180-plus pounds. So if you're looking at a target weight of, say, 185, then both of them are over halfway there two months into their college career. And I would expect a, a, a little bit more, a little bit more as they get into um, spring practice and all that. So I think for them, yeah, definitely a, a big step towards a more functional playing weight. You know what their game is all about. It's about speed. It's about quickness. Um, I think I've said before, Caden Saunders, that quickness is elite. Omari Evans uh, has a little bit more of that straight line speed, I feel like. But, you know, both of these guys can be weapons if Penn State so chooses in year one. And I think a lot of people are expecting Caden Saunders to be a little bit further ahead of schedule and really really contend for a spot in that wide receiver rotation. But they did need to, to, to add a little bit of weight, add a little bit of muscle, and start being able to protect themselves a little bit better for all all the big hits, all the physicality that's about to come their way. Uh, Dustin, tell me about the defensive ends, Rodney McGraw and Davon Townley and their weight gain. Well, so Rodney McGraw goes from 253 to 271. Uh, Devon Townley goes from 252 to 268. And it, it just marks a, something a little bit different. Like these guys are big defensive ends now. And I'm curious to see if that's just uh, un- being unleashed to pack on a bunch of muscle, and maybe that'll change over time. Maybe they Penn State really liked their frames and what they can do as being more of like that that edge setter, uh, run defender type defensive end. Uh, but it's just not it's not a weight that we've seen very often. I, I, I would come to I've come to expect you know high two fifties for for Penn State's defensive ends, and these guys are huge now. So I honestly don't know exactly what to read into it yet other than maybe thinking that Penn State believes that their best selves are you know being bigger thicker stronger more stout defensive ends could they be on their way to something else where they can bump inside sometimes I don't know but that was a really fascinating development uh and and on purpose for both of these young defensive ends to be pushing 270 I'm fascinated to see where this is going to go I I tend to believe that um, Penn State likes them at that weight, likes what that that does for them and their game. Maybe they're not, you know, guys who are going to come screaming off the edge as pass rushers. Maybe they're more that Nick Tarburton set the edge type defensive ends, and uh, Penn State likes them there. But th- those are big boys at defensive end. And then you have Amin Vanover going the other way. Yeah, and I think uh, indications there, we've seen him. He's, he's a long, strong uh, defensive lineman. For him to go from 283 to 266 would seem to indicate that he's going to be more of an exterior player. Um, so there's a little bit more clarity there, I think. Uh, a, a few breadcrumbs to follow when you're coming uh, trying to project where he's going to go. Um, so I, I think that that one with Jonathan Sutherland were two of the bigger indicators of, okay, I, I think I know what Penn State is doing here and where this guy is going to go. Um, Penn State looks to be in better shape in their rotation inside in terms of depth than they are on the outside. So a mean man over maybe making that move would, uh, would, would make a lot of sense to me. And finally, Dustin, 
we've dealt with the weight changes. We have one more news item. We don't typically talk about wrestling on this show. However, when Penn State wins the national championship and and I've got the Pennsylvania Wrestling Writer of the Year, <laughs> we can't let it go past without at least mentioning this championship. Bravo to you for using that as a jumping point for making one more mention of that. But what else can you possibly say? They go five for five in the NCAA championship finals. They have the team race clinched before the finals begin. They just go out there and they're expected to win and they, then they get it done again and again and again. I was sitting um, on Friday watching, um, some of the earlier round action uh, with a friend and you know, I, I, I was telling him I'm fascinated by uh, how does Penn state do this? Is it development? Is it who they recruit? Is it a culture? Is it a mindset? And it kind of dawned on me. It's all of it. They target the right kids. They develop them right, the right way. And then they put them in position to wrestle free, wrestle loose and wrestle to win and not be afraid of the, of the big lights. That's Kale Sanderson's program. And is there any coach in the world who looks more like a wrestling coach than Kale Sanderson? Anyway, Dustin, that is it for quarter number one. Quarter number two, we're going to start talking about Penn State football from the 60s. I'm looking forward to it. This is Jim from Keystone Sports. You know, a lot has changed about State College, but one thing that hasn't is W.C. Clark's Coffee Roasters on Calder Way. 30 different varieties of specialty coffee beans sourced from over 25 countries and roasted with love each morning in Happy Valley for over 45 years. We'll ship our fresh roasted coffee from our doorstep to yours. That's right. You can now order online at statecollegecoffee.com. So go to statecollegecoffee.com and use discount code KSN at checkout.